Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Welcome to R slash malicious compliance, where OP does exactly what his boss asked him to do, and he gets sued for it. Our next Reddit post is from Hot Wallaby. For context, this company that I was working at was not new. They'd been around for about a decade before I was hired, and as far as I know, they're still around, but I'm not sure how they're doing now. When I started, there were only about 60 employees, of which 15 to 20 of those employees were hourly wage nobodies like me. In the role that I was working, I wasn't supposed to have any management elements, but it turns out not long after I started, three of the four managers moved on, so I slowly took over some of their responsibilities. After about six months, I was starting to feel overworked and I went job hunting. This got me a management role somewhere else with substantially higher pay. I even gave my old employer a one-month notice. After I gave them my one-month notice, they were very dismissive of me leaving and acted like it wasn't a big deal. They thought that they could spread out what I did among the other management teams. They were so certain that they could handle my job description and responsibilities that they even told me in writing that they didn't need a transition period or training. And they didn't want an exit interview. They even offered to let me leave a week early with pay because they thought that it was handled and that I was useless. Before that week was out, I was getting calls, texts, and emails from higher-ups in HR trying to tell me that I'm contractually obligated to help them transition, and that if I didn't, they would sue me for breach of contract. Now, the best part of this is that when I was hired, I was simply an hourly employee with no special contract. But since I'd started doing management-level work, everyone had just assumed that I had signed the management contract, which had a clause in it that required management to work past their notice if the company requested it. So within a week, they were frantically trying to get me to come help them. But I had already started working with my new company half a week early, so I was ignoring their calls, texts, and emails, because I was diving headfirst into my new job. Well, even after their threats, I thought they would have figured out that I had not signed that contract. Another week later, I was served papers at my new office, and honestly, it shocked me. I read over the paperwork, and they were suing me for breach of contract. So I decided to call up their lawyers and ask them if they had a signed contract, and I was laughed off the phone by the law office clerk. Just three days later, I received a certified letter from the law firm with an official apology for being served and had official documentation showing they dropped the lawsuit. And apparently, they dropped that company as a client for unethical practices. 
I never got another text, call, or email from anyone at that company or law firm. It felt nice that I shut down that lawsuit with a single question. Our next Reddit post is from Wafer. This happened a number of years ago when I was in college studying preschool education. A new daycare had recently opened in our town, and it already had a bit of an unsavory reputation. For some reason, they had gotten my name from one of my professors as a potential supply teacher. Cue a phone call from them at 6.30 a.m. on the hottest day of summer. The director was in a bind, and they needed someone for a few days, so they were offering me 10 bucks an hour. What college student doesn't need money, so I agreed to head on over. I got there about 8 a.m., and the place was disgusting. Dirty floors, filthy walls, broken toys. It looked like the school from the movie Matilda. I barely had time to take in the nastiness around me when I heard a woman screaming in the kitchen, Eat, damn you! and the sound of a very young baby wailing. I went to the kitchen, and I was met with absolute filth. Dirty dishes piled on the counter, crusted pots filled with something in the sink, and flies. Oh, the flies! Sadly, that wasn't the worst of it, because sitting in a battered high chair was a crying baby with an enraged teacher trying to force a spoonful of oatmeal into his tiny mouth. I said, what are you doing? This little brat won't eat. Eat, damn you! I shoved the teacher aside, got him calmed down, and gave the kid his cereal. Cue the ticked-off teacher, who was apparently offended that a temporary worker knew how to get a baby to eat. As I was finishing up with the kid, the director came into the kitchen and announced that my class for the day would be the school-age kids upstairs. I made my way up the stairs, and the heat met me about halfway to the top. It was a sauna up there. It had to be at least 45 degrees Celsius, or 113 Fahrenheit. The director said, Oh, yeah, the AC broke three weeks ago, and we haven't gotten it fixed yet. I looked around at the three, mostly bare rooms on the upper floor. In one room was a TV with a video game console and two controllers. In another room was some old board games, and the third room had a shelf with some scattered books on it. With just this, I was expected to entertain 15 kids for the next 8 hours. Fast forward to the early afternoon. I'd opened every window and the door to the fire escape, hoping to get some kind of cross breeze going. The kids were hot and bored. Thank goodness the kids brought their own lunch, because there was no way I was going to feed them whatever came crawling out of that kitchen. I'd asked the director if the kids and I might go down to the backyard where there was shade, and I was firmly told no. We had to stay upstairs in the inferno for the entire day. So, cue malicious compliance. I was sitting on the fire escape with several of the kids playing a game, when a very smartly dressed woman walked out and introduced herself as Mrs. Such-and-Such from Social Services. She wanted to know if I had a few minutes to talk to her. Oh, did I have a few moments? Of course I did. Pull up a milk crate and let's chat for a bit, shall we? I told her everything. The dirt, the flies, the teacher screaming at the baby, the broken AC, and their refusal to let the kids go downstairs to try to prevent the heat stroke. Oh, and to top it all off, I hadn't gotten my degree in preschool teaching, so I was an unlicensed, unsupervised college student in charge of 15 kids. Apparently, the other staff had refused to talk to her at all, so she and I had a lovely conversation for the next 30 minutes. And it didn't take long for the kids to realize that this was their chance for revenge as well, because they piped up with their own stories and complaints. 
The daycare was shut down the next day. I was never paid for my time, but honestly, just getting them closed down was payment enough for me. Our next Reddit post is from Space Nightlife. This just happened, and I'm still laughing my butt off. I'm a 25-year-old male-to-female trans woman who's been on hormone replacement therapy for three years. Because of this, my body looks naturally feminine. Like, it takes people a while to catch on. My voice is softer, and it hurts to deepen it. This is important information, I promise. I work as a vendor for one of the major beverage companies. Basically, I just go to stores and stock shelves of my company's product. I'm listening to music with one earbud in, like I'm allowed to, when a mid-30-year-old man walks over. Wow, girl, you're super thick. Wouldn't mind taking you home with me, he said with a bit too much confidence. I just continued working, ignoring him. He continued, oh, come on, don't be like that. I'm quite large under these pants if you know what I mean. Something a sweet butt like yours needs. I continued to ignore this man, getting embarrassed and very uncomfortable. That's when my playlist switches to the Halo theme and he says what I needed. Come on, cutie, say something to me. Inspired by the music, I instantly had a thought. It really hurts me to do a masculine voice. However, in that moment, I took a deep breath and turned to him. I looked at him with a very enthusiastic smile, and he looks like a kid in a candy store, bouncing a bit like, oh boy, I actually got one. Going back to my roots, I took a deep breath, and in the most deep, masculine voice I could muster, I said to him, You're cute as well. Sure, I wouldn't mind having my way with you. Afterwards, I started coughing because my throat hurt, but it worked. The dude jumped back a good foot and yelled out, Oh, hell no, F this, uh, nope, hell no. He ran out of the store so fast, constantly looking over his shoulder as if I was following him. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash RS. Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. 
Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code RSLASH at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code RSLASH at liquidiv.com. Our next Reddit post is from Deleted. This is a story from fourth grade. We were given a major project in English where we had to write and publish our own children's books, including drawing pictures and binding them. I went all out on this thing, working on it during class, lunch, and at home. I finished it at home two days before it was due and put it in my bag to take to school the next day. So my brother went through my room, again, destroying anything he could get his hands on, snapping my pencils, my CDs, and tearing up my projects into little pieces. I went in the next day and told my teacher that my brother destroyed my project and could I please have one week to turn in a replacement. The teacher told me that she doesn't care about my excuses and that if I don't turn it in the next day, I would get a fail on the project. The next day, I delivered a Ziploc bag containing the pieces of my project and dropped it on her desk. She gave me a B-plus out of pity, I think. Our next Reddit post is from Ensign. I work at an elementary school with a child who requires a one-on-one assistant. That's me. The kid has a few things going on, both a physical and mental disability, as well as a general miasma of social anxieties. All in all, they're a pretty good kid, but they have some extra difficulties at school. His mom, on the other hand, is kind of a piece of work. She's reamed out the school and the special education department because we try to hold them to reasonable standards such as doing homework, learning independence, and interacting with peers. Now, anyone in special education will tell you that, no, kids who require extra help aren't always going to be on the same grade level with their peers. But if you help support them and set reasonable expectations, they generally rise to meet those expectations. The kid's mom apparently thinks that we're a glorified daycare and that he shouldn't be required to do any work at all. The kid picks up on his mom's attitude and knows how to read a room. Anytime his mom walks in, which he does often and unannounced, his entire demeanor changes. He throws tantrums and he complains that the activities he's been doing and succeeding in are too difficult. It's a real treat. So recently, this kid has been doing things to get out of work. He'll lie about what work he has, he'll complain about it, he'll forget or run out of time at home. We brought this up to his mom, and as we should have expected, we were shut down. My son doesn't lie. My son can't lie. He doesn't know how. I just think to myself, are you effing kidding me, lady? So today, the kid was doing an independence exercise where he was given the instructions to go to one of his classes without adult supervision. His goal was to get to class without stopping and getting distracted. I had to have a quick meeting with his homeroom teacher, so he had about 10 minutes to get 30 feet. When I catch up with him, he's about halfway there. I say, hey man, what's up? OP, you're not mad at me, are you? No, I'm just curious. How come you haven't made it to class yet? My leg hurts. He grabs it dramatically. I had to stop. Uh Uh-huh. Now, I know that he's lying. I also know that he has work that he has to make up because he ran out of time to do it at home the night before. I also know that directly after this class that he's stalling for is physical education, which is his favorite class. I act super serious, definitely believing that his leg hurts. Oh man, that's really unfortunate. Well, I don't want you to get hurt, so here's what we can do. 
Let's sit down right here, and we can work on your homework that's due today. Uh, no, OP. It's okay. No, buddy. I know that you're telling me the truth, because we just had this discussion that words matter. I really don't want you to get hurt, so if you tell me that your leg is hurting, we can just skip physical education today and work on your worksheet here. Oh, no! It's okay, bud. I'm not angry or upset. I'm just worried. If you tell me your leg hurts, I have to look out for you. We would want you to hurt yourself, especially in physical education. So, it looks like we've got about an hour to work on this worksheet. So, for problem one... Our next Reddit post is from Law Discord. On this next post, OP works as a lawyer. I work on a case with people from many different areas. Most of the people on this case work in a time zone that's three hours ahead of mine. This means that I'm often on meetings or depositions that start around 7 a.m. or earlier. A couple of weeks ago, I attended several days of depositions, starting at 5.30 a.m. for me each day. Those days, I left the office at around 3 p.m. My manager then called me into her office and demanded to know why I was leaving early every day. I told her about the situation, but she didn't care. She said, it's a 9 to 5 job. It doesn't matter if you're in earlier. You leave at 5 p.m. Otherwise, people will think that it's okay to come in and leave whenever they want. Well, 9 to 5 it is. I started arriving in the office promptly at 9 a.m. This, unfortunately, led me to skipping several meetings, but alas, it can't be helped. One meeting I skipped, scheduled for 6 a.m., is an important bi-weekly meeting that my manager is also supposed to attend. She has never attended these meetings, and has always relied on me to prepare a report for her after these meetings. That way, she can present it to her boss. When she asked for the report, I told her that I was unable to attend the meeting since I work a 9-to-5 job, and I don't want to give anyone the wrong impression, so I don't have a report for you. Sorry. As I left at exactly 5 p.m., I peeked through the window to her office and got a great view of her trying to explain herself to her boss. Today, she called me and dejectedly informed me that I can leave the office whenever I want from now on. That was r slash malicious compliance. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Went. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.